From Studio One at the worldwide headquarters of ESPN and from the ESPN studios at Pier 17 in the Seaport District of New York City, this is Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and on Sirius XM Channel 80. I think it's never too early to issue an apology. Mets fans, I'm sorry, it's me. It's me. Every team I ever pick just ends up losing. It just gets worse and worse. And now I don't know if the Mets sucked me in or if I sucked them in, but either way, this is not the way I thought opening day would go. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, some things were predictable. Aaron Judge homered in his first at-bat. He's on pace to hit 162. That would be a record. Garrett Cole. Has seven strikeouts. Things going great. Harry, what's going on in the Braves game? How are the Braves doing there, Harry Douglas? Ooh, they're doing great right now. Top of the third inning. They're up 3-1 in the top of the second. Uh, you had Austin Riley got walked. That was a run. The bases were loaded. The run came in then. And Ozzie Alves had an infield single. Allowed another run. Arcia scored then. That's how they got the three runs. Right now, well, nope. End of the end of the third inning. Well, okay. into the top of the third. It's going to the bottom now. Okay. So that's where we're at. So things are good for you. I'm happy for all my teammates, even though there's a little bet here based on the rivalry. And then all of a sudden, bam, shellacked by the Mets on Twitter, who still don't follow me. I follow you, Mets, but you can follow me back now that I'm a fan. Uh, they tweeted out, Justin Verlander will be placed on the IL with a low-grade terrace major strain. He'll continue throwing at moderate intensity, and we will rescan in a week. We will provide an update on that at that time. Now, I'm going to be honest. I uh, may have said Terrace uh-oh. Major wrong. I don't even know what the hell that is. I All I know is that it's opening day of the season. I have no idea how suddenly I got pulled into a Family Guy skit. That's what I feel like right now. I am living, breathing, eating. I am Stewie from Family Guy. Because you may remember, like, I'm a big Family Guy fan. All I thought about was this. So far, Halloween's a bigger letdown than being a Mets fan. Opening day, and here's the first pitch. And the season's over. Okay. <laughs> I need help. I need thoughts and prayers. I need T's and P's. All of it. Buster Olney joining us. He'll be on the call of Astros White Sox tonight. Coverage on on ESPN at 7 p.m. Eastern. ESPN Radio at 6.30. The Astros will raise their championship banner on baseball tonight. Buster, I appreciate you picking up the phone. We called in a moment of chaos. Walk me off the ledge. I'm a brand new, lifelong, diehard Mets fan. I'm like two weeks into this, and ever since I decided this was going to be my team this year, things have gone to hell. What's happening, Buster? (laughs) Well, uh, I mean, let's face it, a worst-case scenario when you're talking about, uh, you know, the 40-year-old pitcher and and Justin Verlander that you invested, uh, you know, a lot of money in. But the part of that, what the Mets released today, I think is important to remember that, uh, yes, he's been placed on the injury list, but he can continue throwing. Uh, I mean, if it's a major issue, then teams just shut pitchers down. Um, you know, where they, they're basically like, you're not allowed to pick up a baseball, you know, whether that's two weeks or four weeks. That's what the Yankees did recently with Carlos Rodon. Like, don't touch a baseball. With Verlander, he'll continue to play catch. So you would assume that you know, in a week after they check him, that they, there's some belief in the organization that he's going to be able to come back. But with the margin for error in the National League East, with the Braves, with the Phillies, with the Bets, it feels like every one of these injuries that these three teams have been going through uh, could be difference-making. And, and Buster, i got to ask you this, because they lost Edwin Diaz, right? He was a big part of what they did last year, coming in with the trumpet. Just amazing for the Mets, right? How will they make up for their loss, or can they make up for their loss? 
Harry, are you trying to talk down the Mets because you know that your Braves will be mm-hmm. one that much closer? I am. Now, here, <laughs> kidding. So here's the reality. Uh, you know, Buck Walter is as good a manager as we've ever seen in terms of running a bullpen, and they do have weapons. David Robertson's got a ton of experience as a closer. Uh, Adam Adovino, terrific matchup reliever. Um, but you can't replace a guy who struck out half of the hitters that he faced last year. The good thing is, is that if there's an area of a team where you have a problem and you've got to try to replace it on the fly or fix it on the fly during the year, the bullpen is the best part of the team to have that happen. 2019, first half of that year, Washington Nationals had easily the worst bullpen in baseball, and the year ended that season with Daniel Hudson being dogpiled at the end of the Nationals winning the World Series. You can fix it, and you can bet that an organization that spent so much money this year, over $400 million, including luxury tax, they're going to be out in the market for a relief pitcher during the summertime. We're talking to Buster Olney on opening day. This is a, a hot route. He's kind enough to give us time. Uh, again, he's going to be on the broadcast uh, tonight. Uh, Buster, Aaron Judge comes out, hits a home run in his first at bat on pace for 162. We feel confident <laughs> on the record now? <laughs> well, they, it's funny. They asked me on Get Up this morning, Fitzy, about you know what what, uh, what what number of home runs you have him uh, with, and and my our colleague uh, Jessica Mendoza said fifty. I'm like, no, 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 no. We're selling him low on that. I think he's going to take another run at his own American League record. You know, he clearly, uh, as Aaron Boone told me last year, he's figured out how to to save some uh, you know save some something for himself physically rather than having a training regimen that wears him down and puts him vulnerable to injury and now i mean think about it the guy had 60 home runs last year after turning down uh million. Like, his pressure performance last year was unbelievable now he's got bank he's a captain of the yankees he's at ease the first swing he takes he hits a home run i, I think he's got a real shot at 62 and Buster, I want to stick with the Yankees right now because Garrett Cole has eight strikeouts against the Giants right now. I think it's the top of the fourth inning. How important was this showing for Garrett Cole to set the tone for the Yankees this season? Big because of that rotation issue. Uh, you know, the, with all their guys in spring training, Rodon going down, Luis Severino going down, you know, Nestor Cortez having the hamstring issue at the beginning of spring training. That's the most vulnerable part of the team. So it does feel like there's extra emphasis on the days that Garrett is pitching that they have to win. But, boy, does it tell you a lot about the Yankees in this opening day where if I'm a writer and I'm trying to figure out, okay, what's the main story, what's the sidebar, you know, what's the extra story? Right now, Garrett Cole, with that great strikeout performance, he's running third because you also got Anthony Volpe, this rookie shortstop, who had the patience and – Harry, you could you you know you played at a level that Fitzy and I never played at. The idea that a rookie uh, who's coming in with a ton of hype could be standing in his first plate appearance in the big leagues and take a walk, have the patience to take a walk, and to you know kept his heart rate under control, gets the first base, steals second right away. That's impressive. I think this guy's going to absolutely live up to the hype. Well, it's just simple for me, Buster. People like that, they're different breeds. You don't find yes. them every day. They're different breeds, honestly. Right. The game slows down for players like that. That's Look, right. that's, uh, you know, it's hard. You almost are shy to compare uh, Volpe to Jeter, but there's so many similarities, both from Jersey. You know, both wanted to play with the Yankees, uh, you know, that young in that spot. And, and Derek, who I covered for four years, man, the confidence that he had rubbed off on other players, and that's what you hear from other Yankee players about Volpe. 
Buster, you've got so much joy in your voice right now with Major League Baseball season being here. What's one other thing you're really pumped to watch today? Well, the year of Otani. Uh, you know, get that getting started because it does feel like Otani uh, is like the 12-year-old who hit puberty four years before anybody else. The show that he put on the WBC, um, you know, the dominant. He now is a top-10 pitcher. He's a top-10 hitter. You know, I said last week that I really think the, the question the offseason – and there is a broad assumption, by the way, for folks around baseball that he's going to sign with the Dodgers. But the question the offseason is, is that contract that he gets, the total deal, going to start with the number five or the number six? I think it's the number six. You know, he's that great. He's that much of a difference maker. And he's a built-in insurance policy because if he gets hurt as a pitcher, all you have is a top ten hitter. Buster, last one we got for you. i got to ask you about the Padres because I like their roster. What is the ceiling for them this season? Well, uh, I picked them to win the World Series. Full disclosure, I picked the Blue Jays last year, so I have no credibility. I'm completely buying into the Padres hype. Uh, if you're Bob Melvin, their manager, when, by the time we get to April 20th and Fernando Tatis Jr. comes back, uh, then you think about the top four in the lineup. Tatis Jr., Soto, Machado, then Bogarts. I've got them winning the World Series over the Houston Astros, who are going to see tonight. And we know this, Peter Seidler, their owner, if they have needs at midseason, he's going to be all in. Like he's the neighbor playing the poker game, uh, neighborhood poker game. He's put his money in, his cash, his, his uh, watches. He's now putting the, you know, the house, the deed into the middle. Like he wants to win a World Series. And guess what they have? They have a closer and hater, unlike uh, the Mets. What, Sorry, what, 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 oh, come on, Buster. This is going to be like this all year, man. We appreciate your insight. Uh, we appreciate you guys <laughs> hanging out with us. Uh, I, it's going to be rough for me all year long if, if the Braves keep doing this and the Mets keep doing this, Buster. I, I, it's it's got to turn around. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks, guys. Uh, Garrett Cole by, right now, by the way, has 10 strikeouts. Garrett Cole just went to 10 strikeouts in the fourth inning. So uh, Garrett Cole is absolutely putting on a show. There'll be a show tonight. Buster, Eduardo Perez, Carl Ravitch, Roger Clemens, all together on ESPN at 7 p.m. Eastern. Coverage on ESPN Radio with Roxy Bernstein and Doug Glanville at 6.30 p.m. Eastern. Baseball tonight on ESPN. We'll have the Astros raising their World Series banner. Alex Bregman will be mic'd up for an in-game conversation. You don't want to miss any of it. It is going to be great baseball coverage for you all throughout this opening day. Fitz and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. When you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance, you can visit, you can save. Visit Progressive. Com. As a lifelong diehard Mets fan for two weeks, uh, I'm going to prove my knowledge next. We're about to blow the world away. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio in the ESPN app. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. The updates are coming fast and furious on Fitz and Harry. Why? Because it's opening day of Major League Baseball. And the people rejoiced. That was it. Can you play the song again? I wanted more of it. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, Libra Torres with a two-run home run. Yankees up three to nothing. Garrett Cole with 10 strikeouts in this game already. Aaron Judge also homered in his first at-bat. That's right. Major League Baseball season is here, 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 here. here. <laughs> Uh, yeah, one more time. Rah, 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 rah. 
Right, we are all in on this. We're all in on this today. Uh, but I'm not all in so far on the start uh, for the Mets. Things are a little things are a little bit hairy. But Harry, speaking of things are a little bit hairy, Harry. Uh, all right. I, I'm a man of my word. Uh, I, I have no devices in front of me that can help me. I give you scouts honor on, uh, on, I promise, on the life of my beautiful dog, Annabelle. It's time to play a little game. The game's going to be called Ziamet. And I'm, I'm going to be honest with y'all. I thought last night about cramming, but then I was like, that's disingenuous. Instead, I think we should bring this back about once a month, and we'll see how I'm doing with the roster of my now-beloved Mets. All right? Yes. All right. Uh, just fun fact. Like, this is a year. Who, who's going to lead the way? Am I going to lead it for you? I or don't, I don't know. Are we going to have Evan do it? No, I got it. Okay. I got the okay. list of Mets. I got the list of not Mets. Here we go. Are the not Mets real people, or, like, just they play for other teams? Sort of. Okay. Yeah. They're They're... Their names you should know. Okay. Well, I mean, that said <laughs> condescendingly, Captain Baseball. All right, uh, come, go ahead. All right, let's start. Buck Showalter, Met or not a Met? Buck Showalter was a Met. But... No. No? I Buck Showalter is the current Mets manager. But he never played for the Mets? <laughs> no. Okay, well, so I, I don't get But I you should have known that. Buster do, only I, just literally, literally spoke just... about that I mean, in I the last segment that I we had. I got a little something on that. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I mean, you know, my short-term memory for undisclosed reasons, not what it used to be. <laughs> Pete Alonzo. Pete Alonzo is a Met. That a baby. All right, so far I'm doing pretty well. Francisco Lindor. Yes, Francisco Lindor Atta is a baby. Met. Oh, look at this. See, Evan's trying to trick me here. Harry- He's not going, like, opposites or anything like that. He's going on a little bit of a run. Harry, you impressed so far? Like, I at least knew Buck had something. You're two for three. You're two I did for two three. and a half. Two and a half. I get a half. Harrison Bader. Not a Met. No. Oh, I was a, That what? was me. That was Devin, me. That was me. Wrong button. Wrong what button. Good job. Doing? Scott Smalls. You're killing me, Smalls. No, not a Met. Not <laughs> a baby. Oh! Ow, 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 ow. Woo! Golly. I'd like to thank my life coach. I'd also like to thank Gandhi. <laughs> Roy Hobbs. This is a great song. Can I cover this song? Meet the Mets. That, 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 Meet the Mets. If you'd have told me there was an 80s sitcom thing. Stop filibustering. I'm sorry. What was the name again? Hobbs. Roy Hobbs. Not a Met. Not a baby. Do you know what Roy Hobbs is? Uh, no, no idea. Star of The Natural. He's oh, okay. the player in The Natural. Yeah, I never saw The Natural. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, movies about stupid sports Excuse teams. Me. Uh, like, when everybody says best sports movie, I say D, none of the above. Go ahead. Jeff McNeil. Not a Met. Oh, come on, Fitz. <laughs> hey, I've been doing okay. <laughs> Somebody keeping score here? Somebody keeping track? It's only the second one I missed. Jose Quintana. A Met. That was a guess. No, that was I. I that was I recognize that name enough that I think. What position does he play? I, that wasn't part of the quiz. Like now we're now we're moving the goalposts. He used to play for Dev's favorite team, the White Sox. Let, let me ask something. Did, did you did you strain your quads picking the goalposts up and then replanting it three feet to the left? You're oh, moving wow. the goalposts on me here. Ooh. Ryan Dunn. Not a Met. We can never bring this back because I'm never going to top the awesomeness. Harry, you got to admit. You got to admit. No, you're, do, you're doing, doing pretty well right I now. did have one kid in, in my class that did ACDC on the whole SATs and got it. No, you can tell your story school. after we finish the damn I'm just, I'm, I'm, thing that we got going okay, on here. Okay, go, ahead, go, ahead, go ahead. More? more? Evan, you got more for Dan Vogelbach. Vogelbach? Yeah. Dan Vogelbach. Vogelbach. Not a Met. Come on, he's he a DH. He's a fan favorite. He's probably the most popular. Well, he's not this fan's favorite. I can't even pronounce the name. I don't even know how to spell <laughs> it. Like, 
Dan, go-go bots? Like, what are we doing here? Like, I, I got nothing on that one. Steve, Nebraska. Not a Met. I, I love Evan makes a little face every time I get one right where he's like, huh. He does, no, he has a tell, I think. This is why you're getting these right. Evan no. has a tell. No, he doesn't have a tell. No, it's after the fact. Can we get the Meet the Met song one more time? How many of these are there? Am I almost done? Like, I think I've I think Keep I'm going, nervous. Evan. Keep Brandon going, Evan. Nimmo? Who? What? Brandon Nimmo. That's a Met. That a baby? Starling Marte. By the way, I thought it was Nemo until you just said that, but still, I recognize. Starling Marte, uh, no, not a Met. Oh, fit. He Dang. is a Met. Dang. I knew that name really well, too. I actually think he's a very important Met. When he was out last year and then came back, it, the Mets really missed him. All right, <sighs> last one. Pedro Serrano. Not a Met. Oh, <laughs> he got it. Oh, that was just a guess. Pedro Serrano. You know what? He did pretty good, though. I would say yeah, so much far. much better than I expected. Uh, so far, I would like to thank uh, everybody involved in this process. I feel like I have shown. Uh, and by the way, as Devin is the witness, Devin, I came into your, <laughs> your desk area today. I came into your mini office. We'll call it that because I don't want to say cubicle. It seems less glorified. Came into your office today after talking to your personal assistant. I walked in. And what did I show you on my phone? What was I shopping for today on my phone? You were looking for some Mets gear. With my own but, money. But I will tell you this. The, with my the, own money, the Harry. Only, the only one I'm 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 really, really upset with you about okay. is the damn manager fits. Because okay. Busta only just literally he literally just said it in the last second. So I know the name well enough that I was like, oh, okay, like he's he I thought everyone was trying to pull one on me because like <laughs> I knew he was an old guy. So then I was like, old guys. I I was like former was, Met. Huh? Uh, for, eh. So I thought former Met. Do you listen to our guests when they're on? Well, or? yes. I mean, when, when yes, I do listen to, uh, I, I think at that time I was grandstanding and making hand gestures at Harry because uh, Buster was saying nice things about. You did stick uh, me the bird uh, finger. I, I, I was, so I was, I was shoving it to him. Uh, by the way. <laughs> the bird uh, finger? Mm-hmm. I've never heard somebody Excuse refer me. to it that way. Oh, the middle finger. Bird finger. Yeah. Well, I said, just, I've heard flip the bird. I've never heard give me the bird finger. Evan, put it two and two together. Come on. I, I, you, I've never heard somebody actually put finger on the end of that. I've also never heard of a Terra's major strain, strain, and I still don't know if I'm saying. I was it right. confused too by that. I was Justin like, oh, Verlander, exactly for anyone just it? tuning in, will be placed on the IL with a low grade Terra's major strain. He will continue throwing at moderate intensity, and we will rescan in a week. This is from the Mets officially on Twitter. So, you know, I think one thing that Buster pointed out is that they're not shutting him down completely. So we got to feel pretty good about that if you're a Mets fan. But you are right. Even I can acknowledge, even uh, Peter Posit over over here, like even Mr. Oh, it's all going to work out just fine, can admit that, you know, obviously when you've got Verlander and we already lost Diaz, things are things are a little complicated right now in, in, in the rotation. A little complicated, Harry. I don't know what's going on between these Mets pitchers and these Yankees pitchers, but for some reason, Y'all want to start on the injured list. Okay. Well, you know, here's the thing. You got to save yourself early in the season so you can be all of yourself late in the season. It doesn't, <laughs> it's not how you start the race. It's how you end the race. You're right matters. about that. See? Just like people say size doesn't matter, but I think that's a lie. Oh, uh, well. Excuse me. <laughs> Uh, I will wait till the commercial to give you my thought on that. Tune into NBA action tonight. The Nuggets host the Pelicans presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 930 Eastern on select ESPN radio stations and on Sirius XM Channel 80. By the way, if anybody's a doctor and can call and tell us what a a low-grade terrorist major strain is, 888-ESPN-888-729-3776. Hell, tell me if I'm saying it right. Like, uh, is it it terrorist major? I don't know what it is either. I'm so confused. I'm about to look it up, though. Is there a terrorist 
Minor? You're like, the musician. You I, should I, know. I mean, is it, yeah. Is there is there a Terrace Minor? Is it, is it Therese? I, I don't know what we're doing. Uh, somebody call and tell us. 888-ESPN-888-729-3776. In the meantime, one fav- former Patriot has some advice for Lamar Jackson that you do not want to miss. It is stunning, and we'll tell you about it next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. That's why they play the games. Plenty of season left. <laughs> Haven't even started, and I'm already saying plenty of season left. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80, Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. We threw it out to you guys. Uh, Justin Verlander, in case you haven't heard, is on the IL with a, a terrorist major strain. And so we finally said, the hell is a terrorist major? I just want to say it that way. Uh, Mike in Pennsylvania called in to tell us, Mike, what do you got? What is this thing that's been strained? How we doing, guys? Great, man. How are you? Pretty good. So you were pretty close. It's actually pronounced Terry's major. There is a minor, and um, those are two out of the four muscles that make up your rotator cuff. Ooh. So obviously concerning for a pitcher. Uh, look, oh, that, Mike. That's very concerning. Th- thank you for the thank you for the call, Mike. I appreciate it. We didn't tell Mike we were going to do this, but we believe in second opinions around here. Like I'm not just going <laughs> to WebMD this thing. Brian in Ohio. Brian, what do you got? What is it? What, now it's a Terrace major. Terry's Terry's major. What am I doing here, oh, Mike? No. Brian, Brian, what am I doing? <laughs> how are you guys doing? Great. How are you? Uh, it, it's a it is a Terry's major. Um, and there is a Terry's minor. Um, your earlier, your caller just a minute ago was a little off. Terry's minor is one of the four rotator cuffs. Terry's major is not part of the rotator cuffs. Uh, there are three other. So what is it part of then? So the Terry's major, it runs along with the Terry's minor. Um, it connects the scapula to the humerus. Um, so they, the scapula is the shoulder blade. Um, so they work simultaneously um so it basically as your arm comes down to the body that's what it controls uh it also controls a little bit of rotation as well um so it's similar to the terry's minor but it is not one of the four rotator cuffs the if you want to know the other ones, it's subscapularis, infraspinatus, and supraspinatus stay stay with us because i gotta ask you this well how concerning should we be or should fitz be for justin verlander with this injury being that it's a low grade, probably meaning a grade one uh, strain, wouldn't be overly concerned. Um, that's just a mild stretching of the muscle tissue, so um, that's something that could heal re- relatively quickly. Well, is it something that could reoccur and come up later in the season? Uh, if you know, if if it doesn't heal all the way before he goes back out, sure, there's always a chance Ooh. of re-injury. I, I just got to ask this question, Brian, and I mean no no disrespect to it. Do you work in the medical field? Like, cause I, I just like Brian's gonna be like, nah, I, you know, I'm I, I'm I'm a construction worker, but I read up on it on web. I'm like, are we are we a doctor, Brian? 
Uh, I do have a PhD. I teach orthopedic anatomy at Wright State University. Oh, see, I told right. you, Fitz, okay. he wasn't uh, the milkman. I, mean, I just had to, I just <laughs> had to verify it a little bit. By the way, um, uh, when you said that, what is the scapula? All I kept thinking was spatula. Like, I don't even know what, what bone that is. What is that, my, Brian? What, what What is the scapula? Is that my collarbone thingy? That, that's your shoulder blade. Shoulder blade. Okay, blade. Shoulder blade. Okay, shoulder blade. Well, I mean, you know, well, he said that. You no, have no, to start no, listening said, to the no, damn he callers. Said, he said, like, he used the fancy words, and then, like, he said the arm and your shoulder hold. I wasn't sure which part this this spatula was. I, I mean, can I say <laughs> something real quick? No disrespect to Mike of Pennsylvania, but Brian in Ohio absolutely stunted on you. Yeah, yeah, Brian in Ohio brought it. Uh, Brian, thanks for the education, man. We, we genuinely appreciate it. All kidding aside, I think this is amazing. This is why I love what we do, Harry. Like, we can just throw it out to people and be like and have fun somebody and, and it's the terry's major i'm gonna remember that now because i thought no i thought he said terry's like so the whole time in my mind i was saying terry's yeah, like think of it this way like it sounds, terry owns it like well, yeah like somebody goes to college and there's names terry and terry's major would be history yeah i was thinking like terry's major sale oh, like that's terry's uh, terry's terry's like, terry's like you know oh, not terry's no it's terry's all, all right. right can you say that i don't know <laughs> this is if you just tuned into ESPN Radio. I just want to take a second and tell you you're listening to Candy and Carlin uh, because I, I mean, there's no way you, uh, like everybody's confused. Uh, Fitz and Harry, Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. Uh, this all comes on the news that Justin Verlander has a mild Terry's major sprain. Uh, and will be reevaluated in a week, which we now can tell you is not just what uh, manages the rotator cuff, but also the way your arm hangs down around your body. And you got to make sure that you, you take care uh, rehabbing that. I think I got most of that. You know, I think, Harry, I pretty much nailed it. So I'm confident, uh, you know, now that now that we got the word from Brian that it's just going to take a little time. Well, he did say it could be something that could come back later on, too, though. Okay. You know what? It's a beacon of light in a positive world. Like, like we're you, about to you wouldn't want that, you know, when playoff time is starting. No, that's why you rest it now. Like, you rest it up, and then it's going to be fine, and everybody's going to feel better, Harry. Like, this... Like, I don't, you know what? I can't wait for us to go to a Braves game together, a Braves game and also a Mets game. Yeah, we, uh, we're we going to have to go to each now, City Field, and we'll have to go down to Atlanta both. Like, uh, you know, we'll, we'll do both. Uh, a little tougher for Evan and Devin to make it all the way down to Atlanta, but I wish you guys the best of luck. No, it's all good. Right. We got it's dinner cool. coming eventually for one yeah. of us. Yeah. You know. it, no, it's cool. I'll, I'll go to Atlanta with you guys for the World Series like I did two years ago. We'll just all go to Atlanta for the World Series. Uh, do Boom. they have, like, a, a broadcast of it in the, the stadium or something? Because, like, there's no way they're playing in it, so what, they just putting it on the Jumbotron and you're paying Ooh. to go in? Harry, who's in the World Series two years ago? Uh, the Braves. Yeah. Uh, they defeated the Astros. I mean, the, okay. Well, the, the Raiders. Went, the, the Mets were in the World Series? The Raiders went to 30, the playoffs 30, two years, years ago. ago? So, uh, that's when they won. They won it in, in 86. But they haven't been to the World Series since 2015. Yeah, they took Matt Harvey out when they probably should yeah, have. Y'all right. were supposed to be impressed that I knew that the Mets uh, went to the World Series in 86. Like, I, I expected a little bit of like, oh, wow, he did some homework. But no, nobody wants to give me any credit. Now I've learned because what Terry's major is. said it. Over one hour voiceovers. Okay, well, you know, again, like for reasons I'm not comfortable. But he doesn't listen to those, as I mean, we've learned. Uh, so. Obviously, <laughs> I, 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 I'm doing a lot of things here, Harry. Uh, uh, but it, this will impact the Mets in the early portion of the season. The only saving grace is that they're taking on the Marlins, and I'm just telling you right now that if you had hammered the Marlins team total under in spring training, you would made a substantial amount of money because the Marlins struggle to score runs. Look at me with a little baseball analysis, but really just betting analysis. The safest bet in baseball at the end of last year and early part of this year is the team total under for the Marlins. Fitz and Aries presented by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career path with flexibility and great pay and benefits? Go to progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. Okay. 
Now that we've gotten all of the Terry's major and Terry's minor, I don't want to give them also Terry's Terry. Excuse me. <laughs> Somebody else is gonna have Terry's. Read the tease. <laughs> Oh, Evan, you got <laughs> I got this, I got this, I got this. A warning for Lamar Jackson from a former Patriot. We'll tell you about it next. Tear it up. Fitz and Harry. Tear it up. Excuse me. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. shift to me in the mentality of Bill. I don't know what he was thinking saying that and if I was in the locker room I'd check him right now. Bill Belichick is out here speaking in ways that is being overanalyzed. But some players are also speaking about the Patriots directly to Lamar Jackson. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app series, XM Channel Lady, Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. By the way, uh, we've been catching up on all the big news. If you haven't seen Aaron Judge hit a home run on his first at bat, so obviously that means that it's going to be that sort of a year for Aaron Judge. Garrett Cole, unstoppable, had 10 strikeouts through four innings, that sort of a game. The Braves, how are the Braves doing, Harry? How, how are things for Atlanta? Oh, they're doing really, really well. They're up 4-1 to one right now in the bottom of the fifth. Okay, so up 4-1, bottom of the fifth, plenty of time left. Uh, and <laughs> uh, I keep saying that because, as you guys know, uh, I'm now a lifelong diehard couple-week-old Mets fan. And Justin Verlander, according to Mets Twitter, will be placed on the IL with a low-grade Terry's major strain. He will continue throwing <laughs> at moderate intensity. We'll rescan in a week. We'll provide an update at that time. Again, thanks to Brian in Ohio who called earlier to tell us what a Terry's major is. All I keep thinking about is, you know the actor Terry Crews, like the big, huge linebacker actor dude? Mm-hmm. Like, I keep thinking about that's Terry's major, and then there's like a shrunken version of him that's Terry's minor. That's like my size. <laughs> still looks the same, but he's just like, he's still ripped. He's just, you know, ripped in my height and my my width instead that's terry's minor terry's major that's all king I size fun size okay. <laughs> uh not a lot of fun size in new england and we all know that we all know the culture is a little bit different at times in new england we all know that there's a ton of conversation about what it's like to play there and there has been a significant amount of conversation also about lamar jackson and why he would make a lot of sense for the patriots we've talked about it on the show i think basically everybody's talked about it but not everybody thinks that it would be a great fit for Lamar, including Asante Samuel, who took to Twitter to say, Lamar Jackson, my brother, trust me, you don't want to play for Belichick. Like That is a pretty stunning thing. I mean, that's Asante coming in and making a, a staggeringly blunt statement, knowing the full circumstance, knowing the full situation, and knowing how bad it seems that, like Lamar wants to get out of Baltimore. Yeah, and, I, and I'll tell you, I play with Asante Samuel. And he, uh, one of the most fun teammates I've ever had. Also, a guy that was a ball hawk, right? His his nickname is Mr. Pick Six because he didn't only deflect balls, he picked them off, and then he took a lot of them back for touchdowns. 
So he's very, very smart, understands the game of football at a high level as well. Uh, but I think what more so he's referring to, like, I think from his experience in being in New England, he is of the belief of, you know, everyone being treated like a grown man. Now, I wasn't there. I don't I don't know how Bill Belichick coaches. Well, I know what his principles are, but I, won't, I wasn't there, you know, to, to see things and to experience that. Asante likes to, to, to enjoy things, and rightfully so, because when he was with us in Atlanta, we had a lot of fun, and we won at a high level, man. Like, we, we went 13-3 and three, uh, one of the seasons he was there, and he used to start off our practice with a question of the day. We used to have a ton of fun. And it got all of us going, but it loosened up the coaches. It loosened up everybody. But that's just the guy that he is. I don't know if things was necessarily like that in New England from his experience, especially during the time frame when he was there, well, which was five years, and I think the I think it was 2003 to 2007. So we know at that time it might not have been a lot of joking, playing around, having fun in New England. I don't know if things are like that now still because 2023, 20 years later, things are different. You know, <laughs> excuse me. You know, the players are different as well, and coaches have to tailor some things that they may have done back then especially in today's game. it Culture is such an interesting part of this, <laughs> Harry. And, and you know, Harry knows culture better than anybody being in locker rooms. But I believe that culture is a significant thing for every single team, every single organization. I believe it's created from the top down, and I believe it's created with standards, right? And the hardest part about it is so often we hear about a player's coach or disciplinarian. And it feels like when one team is being successful with one approach, then all of a sudden it's like, oh, okay, well, th this works. But the minute it doesn't work, well, they needed somebody from the opposite approach. The most important part of it to me is consistency. So the Patriots at one point consistently drafted guys that came into a locker room full of, full of a bunch of leaders that all understood that extra step. And maybe they weren't having the most fun, but they were creating a culture that allowed them to win championship after championship after championship. They were creating a business-like culture. No different than when you and I talked to Luke Bryan the other day, and I told you at the time, I think Luke had more fun, but on tour, we were all business when I was with the Van Perry, right? Like, there was a, a business element to everything we did. Not One's not right or wrong. It's just a different way of doing things. The hardest part right now is if you're in between. And what happens when teams start firing coaches and GMs and bringing in so many new players every year is that it feels like you're going back and forth. It's like a roller coaster. You can't succeed that way. So it worked for years for New England to be that way because not just Belichick, not just Brady, but all the other veteran leaders they had that bought into that type of culture, right? Like Asante Samuel was part of well, that well, chapter. Well, I'll say this, and it's, it's very important that you say that because I interviewed Asante Samuel on my show, The HD Connection, right? And one of the things I asked him, I said, hey, what has Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick done for you outside of football? And his reply was, it wasn't necessarily what those guys did for me, but more so the personnel that they had on the team, what the Brewskis, what the, you know, the Harrises did for him, the, the, the players on the team. They allowed him to grow up and gave him that visual to, to, to be a better man. So the, the surroundings, the people that surrounded him, he told me that those guys helped him out more so than Robert Kraft or Bill Belichick ever did. And the hard part now for New England is you don't have those same personalities in the room to be that extension of the coaching staff, to be the extension of the culture, an extension of, of the way New England Patriot way, right? Like you don't have all of those guys. So now Asante's saying, Lamar, you don't want to play there. And maybe he's right. But also I think part of what's taken the Patriots a little off the rails is that 
I don't know what the true identity is for the guys in the locker room. Not for the team. We all know Belichick. But for the actual guys in that locker room, uh, I, I think it's pretty obvious and pretty stunning when you talk to uh, the Brewskis of the world and everybody that was part of that, that it was a special chapter in time. I think it's also pretty obvious they don't have that same special chapter right now. So Lamar could be either somebody that comes in and provides a boost in morale and boost in energy, or he could come in and totally be you know sort of cut off at the knees in how he approaches life. I don't know which way it would go. So I can't say whether it's a good fit or a bad fit for him. I just think the coaching system makes sense for him. Well, you know how we, we, we would normally look at the Patriots roster and you say, okay, you could point to a guy here and there. These guys have been Patriots for a very, very long time. I think right now, I think the only guy we can really say that about is what? Matthew Slater? Golly. I think Matthew Slater is really the – the only guy that we can say that about right now at this moment because Devin McCourty just retired. He's no longer with that team. And and that's why we hear all the time the conversation about pillars, right? Like you got to have pillars that you're building the foundation of your football team on or your business or your company, whatever it is. You have to have pillars, people that buy into everything. I don't think the Patriots have pillars. And if they went and got Lamar, they'd get a great player. The question is, would the Patriots be willing to bend to the way Lamar wants to do business so that he can become a pillar for their next chapter or would they be asking Lamar to change himself to become a pillar in the traditional Patriot way? Nah, but you can't. You can't do that. If if you go trade for Lamar, you gotta let Lamar be Lamar. You gotta let Lamar be Lamar because that's one thing I, I have noticed. And and Kelvin Shepard for the Detroit Lions said that about their running back last year. We we gotta allow him to be him. He's gonna put the best product on the field because they're allowing him to be himself. That's something we have to remember for all of these players as they try and find their right fit, no matter whether it's Lamar or anybody else on any NFL team. What I know is the ESPN Radio's got you covered throughout all of opening day Major League Baseball. You don't want to miss it. The entire Mets team is joining Kenny and Carlin next. It's gonna be wild. Thanks for hanging out with Fitz and Harry on the ESPN Radio. You've been listening to the Fitz and Harry Podcast. You can listen to the guys live weekdays from noon to 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio. And you can watch on the ESPN app.